Hello and welcome to a new episode of The Real View. Today is December 18th. I'm Ashley Benjamin and I'm your host for the day. I'm joined with Jane Creel, Sarah O, and Lindsay Poss. Today we're going to be covering the topic of streaming services. Let's jump in. In the past, you had to be at home and seated in front of your TV at a certain time in order to catch a show. If you weren't there, too bad. So sad. You'd have to wait for the VHS to come out. Now you have everything at your fingertips. So let's see. The new streaming services that are out. We have the Disney company that just came out, Disney Plus. Has anyone subscribed yet? I've been thinking about it, but mostly for the ESPN Hulu package. It's like, yeah, is that better than Netflix? Sports are the one thing. It's like, I wish I could just buy a sports package. Like, pick, you know, my top four teams and just subscribe and pay for those games, which might be something that happens in the future, but I haven't decided yet. Well, plus... And I'm sure we'll get to this later, but I use other people's accounts anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> your girl doesn't pay for anything at the moment. <laughs> Jane? I don't have Disney Plus. That's okay. I do. I have a five-year-old and a 20-month-old. And with the breadth of television shows, Disney Junior, and all of the films, now she can watch Frozen at any opportunity. I have Ren watching the Muppet Babies, <laughs> literally at her fingertips. They know how to use the remote to get there. They don't have to ask me to change the channel. It's liberating. My niece, when she was one and a half years old, used to always steal her mom's phone and unlock it and cast Boss Baby for herself. <laughs> it was wow. like a six-month stint of her commandeering the TV so she could watch Boss, Boss. Baby. Uh-huh. And she knew how to get to Yeah, it. she couldn't even talk yet in full sentences, but she knew how to get to Boss Baby. <laughs> It's hilarious. Nature. They just, they learn so early now. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine where we'll be. I can imagine my granddaughter taking my phone out of my hand or snatching it and schooling me on all these things. Which one? Both. <laughs> <laughs> what device do you use for Disney Plus? Do I need to update my Fire Stick or Chromecast? So if you have a Fire Stick with Chromecast, you just beam it from your phone. So that's what we actually use both. We have the Fire TV that we, and it actually has the app already preloaded on there. So you just download the app and type in your information and you're good to go. I'm not sure exactly what other, I'm sure Roku and what is it? Xbox One, they might all still have the apps on their platforms. I have a question about that because I still don't fully understand I mean, we all have smart TVs, so they just have the apps loaded. So are Roku's and Fire Sticks for when you don't have a smart TV? Yeah, I have a dumb oh. TV, so, right, it's not I didn't smart. even know people had those still. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I have, have a plasma screen TV. It's like 10 years old. I have oh. one of each. I have a dumb TV and a smart TV. Okay. And whenever these new mm-hmm. services roll out, like Apple TV. I just download the app on the smart TV and roll with it. That's one thing. Apple TV just introduced their Apple TV Plus, but it is not available on a lot of Android and Google platforms. Like, you cannot cast it from, I have a Google Pixel. I cannot download the app onto my phone. It has to be on an iPad or a MacBook in order to get onto my screen, which is unfortunate because... They just gave me a free year subscription. Well, that's 
bizarre. You might want to check into that. Well, I don't know because it's a smart TV. It was very easy. My smart TV is a Samsung. And I just searched. Boom. Downloaded the app. Unfortunately, I don't have a smart TV. And you can't put it on the Roku or the... No, Fire Stick. Fire Stick. Yeah. They don't have the app on Fire Stick, and huh. they specifically are not allowing it on Chromecast. So I wonder if, I mean, it seems like Apple then has control over which devices can download. So maybe they do allow smart TVs, but then everything else has to be an Apple product. I'm sure, yes. I mean, they want yeah. you to purchase their Apple TV product. Right, which makes sense. I wonder how much, how, obviously they have a lot of star power backing Apple TV, but I do wonder how strong their network effects there are in TV services. Absolutely. They, they won that with phones, it seems like. I just watched the most recent episode of the morning show on Apple TV this morning. Oh. I watched it here at work on our laptops too, because we got free Apple TV for a year um, with our new Apple laptops. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I like the morning show. I mean, I wasn't really paying close attention, but Jennifer Aniston is a huge star for Apple. Is Reese Witherspoon also in that? Yeah, and Reese Steve Carell. And yeah. Steve Carell. Yeah, some star Billy Kudrup. Oh, yes. Yes, the actor. Kudrup. Billy Kudrup. Mm-hmm. How many services do you subscribe to, Sarah? I have a free subscription to Amazon Prime for three months, so I'm watching video through that. But I'm password sharing for Netflix. <laughs> and yeah, not perch- I- I'm not buying anything else. But I watch a lot of YouTube for free. Yes, yes. So you're not, you are. So I, yeah, nothing. I'm not. Do you subscribe, subscribe. to cable television? No, I no. cut the cord. Okay. So I just pay for broadband. Gotcha. So I currently live with my sister and we have a family Netflix account that I use the most heavily. And then we also have through password sharing, access to um, a cable account from a friend. So we watch, we'll watch cable television on demand on our laptops or use Chromecast. So we can't actually use it on our TV unless we Chromecast it, but we do use that login for things. But I'm really a Netflix diehard. It's, I haven't felt the need to switch. My sister watches Hulu. And with our cable subscription, we do get 10 plus channels. So we watch the local stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cheap addition to our broadband. So yeah, 10 plus is very exciting. But yeah, I'm really a Netflix fan, I guess. I haven't felt the need to diversify too much. Absolutely. Jane, do you subscribe? I currently subscribe to Netflix, Amazon. I share a family member's Hulu <laughs> subscription, and we have a annual subscription to Apple TV, which came with these lovely laptops we just got. So I subscribe to Disney Plus and Hulu, and I also password share Amazon Prime, <laughs> Netflix. Did, did you do the bundle with ESPN? No, I did not, because mm. I was grandfathered in from last year. Hulu offered a 99-cent deal for the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm paying for that. My husband is paying for the Disney Plus. He purchased the year for the $70 discount or for $70 at the discount because it's $7 a month for the per year if you pay month to month. And then I'm also password sharing HBO. So there's a lot of trading back and forth. Now, do you think password sharing is going to catch on and how these streaming services are going to handle it. There's a new 
company out there called Cinemedia. They created an algorithm that looks for different types of patterns among users to sell to these streaming services. What do you think they're going to do with this? What kind of, are you talking about patterns of subscriptions, patterns of use, what what people are watching? Both. Okay, so so is it a way to catch Yes, so they're taking a look at the users. If there's, say, there's, you know, two family members, one is on the West Coast, another is on the East Coast, they're Uh, watching the same thing mm -hmm. almost at identical times. Mm -hmm. Okay, and obviously that's two different accounts with the same password. Exactly. Well, obviously, I think Netflix assumes this somewhat, given that you can make multiple profiles, and they've done a good job of already beating it to the punch with limiting the number of screens that can be on at the same time and paying for, if you want four screens on at the same time, you pay more. Different tiers. Right, exactly. That makes sense. I guess I think that these companies will allow it because I think if they took it away, then fewer people would subscribe and more would pirate content. So it's kind of like, it's almost like an incurred loss or something. I don't know what the exact term would be, but basically it's it's a trade-off. It's to keep subscribers and to keep them happy, you let them share with other people. That's Absolutely. also how things like Game of Thrones really catch fire is not everyone has an HBO subscription, obviously. So one person has it and they give it to 10 friends and all those yeah. 10 friends watch and maybe two or three more wind up subscribing so that they can keep up. And it's kind of like free marketing in a way, in a very twisted way. So they're, all, they're losing money, obviously, by not having paid subscribers, but they're also maybe gaining some subscribers and people who get hooked by using the free ones. I don't know. I think that it would, in the long run, hurt some of the people who use VPNs because they might not necessarily be password sharing, but because they're trying to limit the information that these services are getting from them, it looks like they're password sharing because they're trying to hide something. I think it also gives Netflix a reason to raise prices too. So they recently raised prices to $12.99 a month. Yes. Two, so I think two accounts can stream on two different devices at a time for the $12.99. Oh, okay. So two concurrent viewers. Okay. If you're having more people password sharing, it feels less onerous for them to raise prices. And I thought that more people would drop off with them raising prices, but I don't think that's the case. They have inelastic demand. People are willing to pay another $3 a month from $9.99 to $12.99. My mom watches Netflix with Korean subtitles, and so I saw that over the Thanksgiving weekend. It's all the Netflix shows, but it's all like described in Korean language, and it looks so good. And so Netflix is going global. I mean, they have you know, all the shows translated into different languages. And so I think that's their growth model. They're trying to get the overseas markets. But it was all the same shows. They're just it's subtitled in Korean. <laughs> awesome. I have no idea. I know that, uh, I guess about a week ago, two weeks ago, my son texted me, who's watching Helen Wheels on Netflix? And who's watching The Office? On Netflix. Somebody's got to hang and get off because I want to watch The Irishman. (laughs) I got through half of The Irishman. (laughs) We only have two. We're only allowed two viewers at a time. So my husband had to end his streaming for the day. So That was very kind of him. So the 30-year-old kid could (laughs) watch The Irishman. Now, do you think Netflix will remain king in the streaming wars You know, a lot of these new products that are coming out are 
being included with other services like, you know, Amazon comes with Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. and Apple TV Plus. They're giving away free for a year with any kind of Apple product that you purchase. iPod, iPad, all the way up to, you know, the MacBooks. Now, Netflix has lost a lot of their content to these different platforms, too. So if you think Mm -hmm. about it, they lost The Office. They lost Friends. Do you think that people will jump ship? to these other platforms? Or do you think that they're going to also, just in addition to Netflix, they're going to purchase these? I think Nathaniel in our office raised the statistic that one quarter of broadband traffic is people watching The Office on Netflix. Is that true? Yeah, so there's some absurd number. number, yeah. Yeah, that The Office generates a lot of viewership hours. And so once The Office shifts off of Netflix to Peacock, you know, people will switch over to Peacock or Friends. I think Friends is on NBC. Is Friends? Correct. Yeah. NBC and The Office. Yeah. Or, yeah, NBC has The Office and Friends. So, actually, it's kind of interesting, like, content is king. Right. So, Ashley, you're asking, is Netflix king? Well, does Netflix have the premium content? And Amazon's trying to build up their content studios, Netflix is trying to, but maybe just the talent pool for good content is really small. I mean, there are only a handful of Hollywood people who can make really good content. Is that true? That's, that's tough. I mean, yes and no. You know, you have all of this older content, too, <laughs> that people are just diehard fans, and they like to binge watch and repeat over and over again. But There's just so much new content out there that they say if you don't decide in like the first 30 seconds, the chances of you watching anything at all diminish like greatly. Well, and that's why I think Netflix still has a shot because they've now built sort of the brand recognition and they were the first streaming service and people have gotten really attached. For me, just because they're getting rid of The Office and Friends, I mean, they have That 70s Show, they have Parks and Rec, they have their own original content, which has been really doing very well. They've poured a lot of money into it and had some big successes. So obviously only time will tell. I know for me personally, I'll just shift away from The Office and that's not that big of a deal. I wonder if, I mean, The Office kind of had this massive reboot when it hit Netflix. Maybe there'll be another show secretly. Maybe Frasier will be the new obsession. (laughs) Who knows? There's there's lots of, I guess there's a lot of substitutes out there and I don't know how powerful the demand is for those substitutes. I don't think anyone does. So it'll be interesting to see if The Office really does get a lot of people to switch Mm -hmm. or not. I agree. Your office is my Big Bang Theory. (laughs) I can spend, I don't know how much money on streaming services. I don't have very good internet. And that's a story for another day. But I get tired of scrolling and I just go back to something that I know that's familiar and that can lull me to sleep or do my laundry too, you know? And that's your office. It's almost like old school music in the background, you know? You just live with it. And that's why when Robbie called me and asked me, or texted me and asked me who's watching The Office, he knew that whoever was watching The Office has seen that episode of me and I. Yes. So. My husband's entire vocabulary is from the office at this point. In favor of <laughs> him watching the Irish. Watching the Irish. 
somebody got booted. Yes, it was us that. It actually was us. We were cooking dinner. It was just running in the background. So background noise. Do you know the story behind the Irishman? I like looked it up while we were watching it. The budget was like over $150 million. Is this the Martin Scorsese? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they started production like over 10 years ago. Wow. Um, But it kind of took a long time to get it going. And Netflix purchased the rights, but only after other studios didn't want it. Obviously, it's a very high-budget film. And Netflix didn't really release it in theaters, only a, a select few theaters so that they could get into the award show runnings. But the theater revenues are like $5 million, not much. So my brother and I were talking about it. We're like, so is the Irishman making money for Netflix? <laughs> like, are they losing money on that movie? I don't think the revenue from their monthly subscriptions can cover that. Yes. The only explanation I can think of is Netflix really wants an Academy Award win. So maybe it's worth it to them to win the recognition. Yeah. For the rest of their portfolio. Mm -hmm. But as a standalone film, if that loses money, it's an interesting idea. (laughs) Absolutely. It's kind of a weird model to discern if it's making or losing because maybe people will acquire Netflix subscriptions, maybe not buy, but maybe password share so that they can watch The Irishman. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Netflix now has this reputation for being a film studio and other people want to work with them. Right. Very weird. Right. So I guess if you could buy, you know, respect and a place in Hollywood with a major director who is known to make cinema, art, artistic films, whether or not you like The Irishman, I guess they just spent, you know, a hundred... $45 $45 million for that cachet. Right. Maybe they're looking for qualitative results instead of dollar results. Absolutely. Yes. That's yeah. what I'm gathering. Yeah. And I guess we also <laughs> don't know how many people have watched Irishman, but there are a lot of tweets. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. When I saw I mean, I would watch it and I never would have watched it in theaters. I, if it wasn't yeah. on Netflix, I never would have taken an interest in it. And now I want to sit down and watch it. So... Yeah, so it was my brother. He was like, yeah, it's on Netflix, but they released it for a limited run in theaters. I'm like, huh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's all these stunning commercials for it on TV. I don't have television. (laughs) We don't either. Well, we have our 10 plus channels, which (laughs) during football games, they did broadcast commercials for the Irishman. But I noticed over Thanksgiving that there was a ton of commercials for it at a relative's house who has television. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. Well, that's, you know, another thing to think about. Do you think that cable TV will die? I think that sports are the one thing that's holding it all together. Totally agree. They have these relationships with the cable providers and I just don't see them jumping ship for a streaming service. I don't know very much about ESPN Plus though. It is a little tough though because Traditional broadcast networks are also the ones that are not cable services, the ones that you can buy a digital converter box or get for $20 with your broadband subscription as we do. We pay $80 a month for internet and our 10 plus channels. It was $80 a month for just internet. So it was worth it to get those 10 plus channels, which are ABC, NBC, CBS, all the major ones. Your weather, your local news. Exactly. So... And I've talked about this before, but I do like having the broadcast channels because that's where all the major sporting events are. Yes. 
So I don't, and ESPN has already started to switch to this streaming thing. And even the NFL and NBA offer these packages now where you can buy and watch games. So that's very a la carte. Yeah, it's weird. Also, the media rights of those, because I actually looked at getting an NBA league pass since I watched so much basketball, but the media rights are strange. So if it's broadcast on any station, there's a three-hour blackout window after the game ends until they actually put it on NBA League Pass. So you can't watch it. Right. Like 70% of games you can't watch live. What that does, though, is it drives people to illegally stream, I think. Because I thought, why would I pay for it then when there's a Reddit thread that has a stream in it? What's the point? And I can watch it live. Why do they do that? (laughs) It's because of the broadcast rights that those stations have over the content. So, I don't know. Sports are a weird tangled mess in terms of who has rights to what they also are there are a lot of rules pertaining to your local teams because mm-hmm. i live in a fam in a house with a dallas cowboy fan and when the redskins don't sell out games or i don't know what the rules are a lot of times there's a blackout and we can't watch cowboy games and for years we had nfl sunday tickets through direct TV. Mm-hmm. And that actually was the only reason we were with direct TV was because of NFL Sunday ticket. Mm-hmm. And we made a change a couple of years ago to the Dish Network. I won't say it's better, I won't say it's worse. Well, direct TV is also losing subscribers. Crazy. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was one of those. <laughs> 25 years of service. Oof. All right. Well, I have one more quick question. So in this you know, post-net neutrality world, these platforms that are connected to cable and internet providers, do you, they have the advantage. Do you think in the long run it will cost us more money to stream like The Mandalorian on Disney Plus or, you know, my kids watch Snoopy on Apple TV? <laughs> these on these platforms that are not connected to like, so Peacock. Uh-huh is, you know, connected to, yes, is NBC. And they are connected to these cable providers. I see. Do you think that in the long run, it's going to cost us more money on these strictly internet streaming services, Mm -hmm. like Apple TV, because they're not tied to anyone at this point? Right. Well, I mean, I pay also $80 a month for just broadband and... You know, every year it goes up like a few dollars, but people are spending way more on these streaming services. So, but you're sharing, you're password sharing. So your Mm -hmm. whole spend for content and internet is probably growing bigger. So even before when you bought cable as the bundle, cable television, maybe you were spending $100 a month. But now if you add on... If you start with $80 broadband and then you add on $12.99 Netflix and then you add on maybe one more service for $10 a month. So you're at about the same and then you're sharing with other people. So it's a good question. I don't know. know. Because before, yeah, you were paying for cable television, but it was also cross-subsidizing your broadband. Exactly. Something to think about. I would think that the companies, the streaming services that are tied to larger companies 
are going to do better in the long run simply because they have the financial backing to fail. And they also have the wealth of content without having to pay for it. ABC owns Disney and ESPN and now Hulu and all of the shows that were on ABC. They're recycling that content. Yep. And they don't have to pay a dime for it, whereas Netflix paid $100 million to keep the office for one more year. NBC is going to get it for free on their streaming service. So financially, it would seem that these ones that are backed by larger companies, just it's just going to be easier to survive. But who knows? I mean... Only time will tell. Right. uh, Back in the day, we thought that Blockbuster was literally the holy grail. Mm -hmm. And yeah, maybe there's something out there we haven't even thought Mm -hmm. of yet. And in the end, it all comes down to instant gratification. We want to watch what we want to watch when we want to watch. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much. Like and subscribe. Yes, please. (laughs) Find us on all of your favorite platforms. Are we on SoundCloud? We're on Apple Podcasts? We're on everything. We're on everything. Find us on everything. (laughs) Bye. Bye.